Welcome back, everybody. Hollywood Cole here for another H&K video game experience. Also with me is Clearfire. What is up, dude? What's going on, man? Had a long day today, looks like. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The the joys and wonders of being a parent. Yes. There's joy and there's wonder. That is for sure. And there's a wonder why we're not more joyful. That's that's what I say a lot of times. <laughs> that's just kind of what it is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what's that? Oh man, I just thought of this. What's that guy's name? The Dancing Outlaw man. You got to see that show. Um, I the Wonderful World of the Whites. Have you seen that? Tony no, Knoxville did it. Uh-uh. Oh man, it's just it's like these guys off in West Virginia. I won't even get into it from here on, uh, but. He talks about marriage. He's like, you know, there's there's love, and there's there's happiness and love in it, but there's also madness and sorrow in it, or something like that. <laughs> sorrow and madness. And yeah, it's just, there's it's definitely just hilarious. There's definitely sorrow and madness in raising a child. I mean, my mom was just nothing was bad. He was just he was. It was one of those days where I had no patience, and he was like on just like. 99. I mean, we, we re, he re, re, recently got diagnosed with ADHD. I know we haven't talked about this offline yet, but so we're going through all that. He's got um, all this stuff going on that we have to go to therapy sessions and all that good stuff. And so we're learning how to cope with it and all of that because for me and my wife, it's something that, you know, we haven't dealt with. You know, I was ADD, but I didn't have the hyperactivity. So that's a, you know, a change for us. And nobody in her family <laughs> has anything remotely near hyperness. I mean, the, 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 they're just, they're very laid back people. So it's just new to all of us. So trying to learn how to deal with that. And today was one of those days that I just did not have it in me to deal with it. It was rough. Oh, so I know I'd be diagnosed with something. They uh, did a personality quiz in the air force. Like it's not just one of those online things. It's actually a very in-depth study. You had to fill out all this stuff. It took, you know, a couple hours to do, and they took all your data and, and sent it, or whatever. Then you get that little Myers Briggs code, a four letter code. Yeah. And out of like fifty people, I had I was the only one that had one, the one like <laughs> mine. And uh, I thought I thought seriously, I was like, man, I, I must have some kind of condition or some condition. But you know, I see things. You know, maybe I'm anxious or I'm an introvert for sure. But it's not. You know, it's classified as something. There's like 30-something personalities you can be. But it was pretty cool Mm -hmm. to see that. And you could read your description. It's like, man, that's exactly how I deal with things or whatever. But yeah, I'd probably certainly be on some type of spectrum or something, man. Nowadays, (laughs) I think everybody is. It's just, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I see the similarities between me and my son. I guess that's why we butthead so much is because we're so similar. But man, today was just one of those days where 
it's like leave me alone i'm, I'm done with you just go over there just just whatever oh, yeah. you know so that's every day eventually <laughs> for me man i don't know a lot of parents have that and i know this is a normal thing but it was just one of those days to where it just it hit my maximum capacity level of being a parent it's just like i'm topped Max out I'm done, I'm done being a parent i'm to- i'm topped out leave me alone just give me some time <laughs> So, well, anyway, I got to tell you this, man. So, uh, I've told you offline that we're playing uh, Resident Evil Two now, the remake. Me yeah, and, uh, Made in Kane. And so, we're how is that remake? A, well, I'm going to save it for the uh, Made in Kane podcast, the Smooth Ramblings. But I will say, so far, A plus. Nice. Uh, I won't get into any deeper than that, but it's a lot of fun. So, I got your um, invite while we're playing. And uh, I was like, okay. I mean, once we get finished, and she she was getting ready to wrap it up. She was getting tired of tired of playing. So I uh, saved it, turned it off, and joined your party. Well, it was like three other dudes playing Anthem. Yeah, I didn't even realize that the demo was out. So the Anthem demo was out. Started downloading, and it was creeping. Beep is so slow. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I have to do this tomorrow. So anyway, today, which would have been today, I get on the demo turn it on and I'm like okay it's not connecting to the server yep standard Mm -hmm. and uh, finally connects then I got to update all this EA stuff which is okay my password is your your password is too weak (laughs) make it right now (laughs) so I fix it now (laughs) I changed it and uh, fixed it and you know whatever so got on there and started running through the city the town and it was just you mean walking framed. really slowly through the town, You're walking through slowly through the town because God forbid <laughs> you have to do the the valet jog <laughs> through the town as Sebastian Maniscalco could say if you see his new stand up little five on the treadmill do a little valet mm-hmm. jog running through the uh, the town would just crash the game because even just creeping it was a lot of frame drops so I was like holy cow man this is brutal and um, went through there is. You know, it looked good, of course, and then you know it gives you the waypoint here. Go here, and then you know you'll. Uh, this is the next part of the quest or whatever. So I kind of go through all that talking. Go get in my suit, and ever since Angry Joe pointed out the chicken legs, they see it all the time, <laughs> and it just kind of oh yeah, I don't like them either now. Angry Joe, you you pointed them out. They're highlighted. All I can see is the chicken legs now. But um, but anyway, so we uh, I, I jump in there. And try to start the mission. So it goes to this thing. It's okay. There's the mission. So I'm thinking it's like Destiny, right? There's the little circle to click. Click it. Nothing happens. It just highlights it. I'm like, what is going on? What am I doing wrong? So I go to the next one. Click it. Nothing. It's okay. Maybe I push square. Push square, and it pulls up mission. You want to join a mission with somebody that's already in there? You get better rewards. Like, oh yeah, sure. So click join the mission nothing i mean it takes me like five ten minutes i'm like what is going on why can't i start this game i was getting ready to delete it and so then i was like all right well whatever man i can't do it so back out i back out and then it's like no okay now you want to start the mission so apparently i gotta go to the sub menu pick what you want to do back out start mission crash and i was like oh my gosh dude so i never played it i said i know it's a demo so but i I get it but i was just like all right i'm gonna delete it i'm not a big fan of demos anyway and i know that's kind of their purpose is to kind of figure out where the bugs are. And they can, they got, even though it's only three weeks away, two weeks, two and a half weeks now, they got plenty of time to fix those things. Well, the problem and, uh, with, the problem with this demo, speaking of that, um, is you're playing, you're not playing on the actual version that you're going to be playing when you buy the game. It's an old version 
they're actually only doing it to stress test the servers and to um, test some connectivity issues within the servers and that stuff. They're, they're really only focusing on the networking and things like that. So all the issues and all of the glitches that you see, you're not going to see in the game at all because they don't even have to fix those because they're already fixed. Those are issues that were already fixed from whatever. This is basically the same. It's like maybe a step up from the alpha because, you know, we had the alpha version that I got to test yep. uh, weeks ago. And that was a version that was super early developmental. So you see a lot of the issues and problems and everything. And you thought walking through the town was slow. Now, you should have played it in the alpha. <laughs> it took me like 30 minutes to go from the one little place I had to go to and back. It was ridiculous. It was super slow. So it was to me, I felt like I was sprinting through the town when I played the demo last night. <laughs> and then... Um, the other thing too is is this this version that we're playing here is just a step up from what the alpha was. So it's really just an old build of the game. It's things that they've already worked out. They just wanted to get it out there to stress test the servers and see what people thought of some of the things that they actually left in there. The mechanic of walking through the town, that speed, was actually going to be a part of the final release, but they've decided with all the feedback they've gotten from this weekend and last weekend, which was the VIP demo, to actually speed that up and create and make it faster. So there's a few things that they did that that, you know, are this that would be this would have been the same, but they're changing. So I, I tell everybody that's been griping and complaining about it. I was like, take it with a grain of salt. It's not even a final, like halfway close to the final build of what you'd be playing. And then on the flip side, I love this, and I, I just want to bring this up because the, the communities that I follow on Facebook, everybody's comparing it to Destiny and saying this is going to be a Destiny killer, and I laugh in their face because. As much as I think that any game could be a killer of another game, if you're comparing a game that has PvP, PvP to a game that doesn't have PvP, you're trying to say that a whole group of people that are playing a game for one reason only, which I know a lot of people that play Destiny only for the PvP, would come over and start playing this is asinine. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's just so beyond my belief that people even think that Anthem could be a killer of Destiny just for the fact that Anthem doesn't have PvP in it. If it had PvP in it, it, this would be a different story. But just for that simple fact right there, there's no way that Anthem could be the killer of Destiny because of that. So, well, I have to throw that in there too. The thing about it is, man, these type of games, and so we've talked about the development, developmental cycle or just the development that takes place mm -hmm. in these massive games. You know, Destiny was kind of the first of its kind. Anthem's kind of following suit. Um, obviously with the PvE only, which is fine, but I'm just saying the type of thing, online shooter, multi-MMO multi yeah, shooter slash clone mm -hmm. or whatever. And the demo that you were talking about, it just, you know, I don't know if I buy that because only for the fact of why would they, you know, it's like, we don't want to release the good part, the good demo. We don't want people that are on the fence about the game to actually jump onto our side. We just want to release this old crappy one because we're just stress testing the servers. You know, I just, to me, but this is crunch time. I and mean, this is when the video game de uh, developers go into the crunch. Even if that was the, the prop where they're at right now, let's just say that is where they're at. They can fix and they will fix that stuff. If that's where they're at, they should not release the game February 22nd. They can, I don't they can fix it within they that. Can, they can fix they can it. Fix there's it within so the time many of crunch issues. Time. Well, the bugs are the, what, always the last thing that gets worked out. And it's not because, oh, we just now discovered them. It's because well, they're yeah, the most yeah. boring things to do. 
Oh, they yeah, all they're, wanted they're to vote their thing. So take a time. They but, do it, and then but these games, you know, Destiny was a bridge too far for Bungie, and um, of course they were a younger definitely. studio. They weren't used to that, and I know they've been around forever, but they were a younger studio at that capacity. They're not used to w- working with hundreds of team members. Um, Bioware, I'm not real sure of. I don't know how what they're used to working with. They ha- they have a little bit more experience with these bigger games and you know RPG elements with, with Mass Effect and whatnot. But we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do like every every game I do with like this. I'm going to wait a week or two after it's released and see where it's at. Because even if you buy it day one, they're stress testing the servers. They're doing all this. The servers aren't going to work for the first two or three days. And every game has a day one patch. There's there's not well, a yeah. game that comes out anymore that doesn't have a day one patch, and that's kind of in my point almost ridiculous because it's telling you right there, you you've already bought a game that has problems right off the bat. Well, it's, it's just not necessarily much. that because that shipping time to ship a game three days early is a big deal. Um, that's you know, true. So th- to say that is to say, hey, we're going to ship our final game. Well, they ship it to the stores, and they got they buy a couple days there, so they're going to keep continue to fix bugs during that two days. That's why you get a day one patch, um, and so yeah, you're right. But see, um, uh, I'm trying to think. I uh, uh, think uh, on the spot here, one of these games that didn't have that constraint. A lot of the and, and it was perfect, or not, it's not going to be at perfect, but you know what I'm saying. Which uh, I can't remember what it is. The str- constraint that a publisher saying we need a release date whatever some of these indie developers where they can take their own time and uh do it you know they don't have a they don't have a push date i mean but you still gotta you know the fans you still gotta kind of uphold your promises to them but anyway you get a little bit more leniency and they got more times to work on bugs and they're gonna wait till it's more suit suited Mm -hmm. so there's there's pros and cons with that kind of with a publisher or going indie but you know but anyway we'll see how it is man i mean they can still fix that that, that the demo didn't really scare me i didn't like that how complicated it was so i said i'm not going to do it because those type of games the reason i like playing them is to get the loot and to do all mm-hmm. this and you're not going to keep it anyway so it's like well, yeah, i'll just wait and see i will what, see what i will on. say that um playing through the demo um i felt you know because in the in the in the alpha we didn't get really drops or anything like that we didn't get rewards we literally basically got to play in the ranger suit fly around and that was really it in the demo here, you know, we actually got to play through and actually feel the power of some of the things. And I really liked how the loot was. I felt like I was getting a fair amount of loot compared to what I'm doing because, like, I was getting a lot of rare drops and things like that. And that was really nice to see that because it's like, oh, I'm getting good stuff now compared to where Destiny was when you would play for three hours and you'd finally get a purple. Or you'd finally yeah. get an exotic, you know, just because to me, <clears throat> a lot of the times Destiny, even D2, it's really, really, really slow on its loot drops. You know, I'm a huge fan of Borderlands and I love when I kill something and I just see the explosion of loot falling out of a boss. And I kind of felt that way when I was playing um, this demo because when you went in and you fought in a stronghold and fought the quote unquote boss in that stronghold... When it died, I saw several pieces of, of loot down there. Now, it wasn't as much as a Borderlands, but it was sure in the heck a lot more than what I saw with Destiny. With Destiny, you kill a boss, you're going to get a blue, you're going to get a common, you're going to get, you know, whatever, you know. But I, I got good stuff, and I felt like I was getting rewarded for what I was doing, so. Yeah. And it was nice to get to play something else other than the Ranger, because once you got to level 12 in the 
in the demo, you get to pick a, another um, javelin. And so I, I started playing with the Storm just because it's close to what I'm used Warlock. to playing with with uh, Destiny. And man, that that was a lot of fun. And it's and it's so cool the way that they do the mechanics in that game because you have to play the style that that, that character is. So like with the Storm Javelin, if I'm walking on the ground, I have no shield. The whole point of that character is is to be hovering and flying above everything. And man, it's it's hover will last forever, it feels like. And when you're hovering, that shield is so strong. And so it's really cool how if you try to fight it like a ranger, you're going to die. Like it's just flat out, you're going to die because of the penalties. It's not like in Destiny where I can take a warlock and tank it like you would yeah. a, a titan. No easily. difference. Yeah. You know, there's really not a huge there's really not a huge difference in Destiny because I'm used to like other games where you pick a class, it can either hurt or help you depending on the way you play. Yeah. And you really saw it in the storm. It just like it, it worked so differently than the other ones. And when I was playing with our buddies, they were telling us, "Yeah, you you, you pick it. You depending on what javelin you have, it, it's completely different. The interceptor is really pretty much a hunter clone from Destiny in the fact that it's the up close. Well. Not really a hunter clone, but it's probably was what one of the more similar ones. But it was really cool because like they were like we can melee attack for days because of the ability that that has. Yeah, and it moves super fast and everything. And when you see it in front of you, it's just like fast. It doesn't seem like oh well, it could be dead parallel to something else, but it's got its specialties. So like that thing, if it's sitting on the ground doing its run around on melee, and you had a storm and you actually could do PvP, I mean, it's going to be so they're going to be so mismatched because the storm doesn't want to be on the ground and that one wants to be on the ground. So you have those. <laughs> You have those twists there, yeah, kind of like that. To be. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it, it's just a re, it's really neat concept the way that they've developed the classes, and and it, basically that's what the javelins come down to is classes. It's the it's a really neat way they developed it and gave the actual strengths and weaknesses to it. So I really feel like this game is gonna be a fun game to play. It's gonna be an enjoyable game to game to play. And come on, you get to fly. That's a lot of fun. The controls on how to fly was a lot of fun playing that. So. So the classes is a bit are a big deal because um, to open up to where, like you said, it's got to fly, and I, and I hadn't played any of these, but just to show that they're trying to differentiate the classes is huge. Are is huge because the bosses, different stages. If you're going to get a little raid or a big group, you're going to say, "Man, it's better if we have two warlocks because there's a part you got to fly over or whatever." I mean, this enemy's weak at it at his head, and we need somebody that's going to be able to kind of jump up there and really just tear into him. So. You know, I don't know if they're going to go that deep. I hope they do. It's an indication that they will. So I hope they do. But that's what really differentiates an RPG. And you've heard me say it before. On if we're talking about the EverQuest one or any of these RPG ones, when I say ones, our podcast. That's I'm big on yeah. that. Differentiated. Well, I mean, it's going to greatly affect it, and you're going to have to think about it before you go into the strongholds is basically their equivalent of their you know in-game activity stuff. So you're going to have to really think about it and say, okay, I'm going to need this, this, and I'm going to need these certain roles. What javelins are going to give me this role, these roles, you know, 
I mean, what was cool about the storm is, is I, I didn't even realize one of my special abilities was to put a shield down for the people on the ground. And so I was throwing the shield down and didn't even realize it. And I looked down, I was like, oh, I'm throwing that shield for you. So now I'm sitting there watching where they're at, throwing the shield in between them and the boss. They're able to, you know, be protected and attack the boss. And it was benefiting me at that point. I mean, just really, it, it's really cool. And I really like the dynamics in it because... Me, it was basically I was a storm. We had a jug, uh, a God, is it called juggernaut? It's not a juggernaut, a colossus, and a um interceptor. And so you had the, the all of the you know the the uh, the other ones outside a ranger, and it was just neat to see how they all they work together. If you really take the time to think about it, so it it's going to be a fun game, guys. I'm going to play it. Um, I'm not going to pre-order. This is going to be one of the first games I don't pre-order in a long time. And I'm actually, you know, kind of taking a step back like Hollywood and just going to see how it rolls first, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Uh, so if you are keeping up with our podcast, you'll know that we're our, we are doing our first series, the Final Fantasy VI series. And um, we're our Final Fantasy three on the SNES. And so we have done part two. We're now on the Dark World. Uh, tell y'all that to say that um, we are going to do that. We're going to take a break from that for, for right now. Um, going back and listening to these uh, these uh, old ones or the, the part twos and stuff, it is a little bit monotonous to me sometimes. It's hard for, for people that have never played the game is what I'm getting. If you've played the game, you'll enjoy those because we do a step-by-step kind of walk through things that happen. And if you've, especially if you hadn't played it in a while, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. But uh, if you've never played the game, it might not be as good because <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. And it's and so, dry. I mean, it's really, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it, dry. Feels, it feels really dry to me. So, so we're going to do the part three a little bit different. We're going to probably just sum it up the uh, part three, uh, the whole dark world talking about some of the side quests of the characters and some of the more interesting stories and uh, just sum it up that way. Probably not going to go into a part four, but just do a part three. So just be patient with us. I don't know when that's going to be out, maybe after this one, but it may be a couple after this one. But uh, we'll keep the podcast coming, but just be patient for that part three because we're going to have to play through the whole second half of the game before we uh, can talk about it. So, but... Anyway, on this one, let's go ahead and forego the news, man, unless you got anything. Uh, the only news I was going to talk about was Anthem, and we covered that already. I just talk about the demos, so that's so that's really all the news I have. All right, so today we were going to go into a little Sega game. Uh, we've only done one Sega game in the past, That I, and correct me if I'm wrong, the only one I can remember is uh, Streets of Rage. That's which, the only one I remember doing. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of Nintendo games. As we both grew up playing Super Nintendo. He had a Sega, uh, Clear had a Sega. But I was not a big Sega guy. I eventually ended up getting one, had a Dreamcast, had all that. But uh, not that I didn't like Sega. I just didn't grow up with it. I was already into video games when we started playing Sega. So that's why we do a lot of the Nintendo games. But one of the popular ones is Sonic uh, the Hedgehog. Obviously one of the, the most popular, probably some people's favorite game of all time. Everybody agrees that Sonic is awesome. I am going to disagree. And it's just because, like I, I mentioned the Nick Fimiano, so one of the Smooth Ramblings, that I was going to do a most overrated games of all time, Smooth Rambling, like the top five most overrated. Sonic would have probably made that list. And it's not because Sonic's a bad game. I don't think that it's a bad game. 
but I think it is really overrated. But it, um, if you look at it objectively, like outside of society at the time, I mean, it was a ground, it was a groundbreaking game, right? But it just as a straight video game, no influences on from which we're going so, to talk about why. So, minute, so what but. Hollywood is saying there, if you look at it through his eyes, that's how the game is and that's how the game should be. I'm not saying that at all. Because I'm sorry, I have to completely disagree with Hollywood on this and this is um, going to make this podcast interesting because Sonic was a great game. Is it one of the greatest games of all time? Probably not. But it was the game that said, hey look, I'm going to show you what a competitor in a Mario can look like. Oh. And I really I really like that fact because they developed Sonic to be the competitor to Mario. And look at what he's done. I mean, look at Sonic the Hedgehog as the character. He's been all over different types of games, just like Mario. He's had his different styles. He's had his um, companions to come in and help him with Tails and Knuckles. You know, you've had the Shadow Adventure. You've had the Sega C- CD Adventure, where you had the robot, the, the Metal Sonic. I mean, it, it, just so many different type twists and turns. And how can you say a game's not at least good, and it have all of these titles to it? You know, it's just like Mario. It's transcended time just like other games have. You know, I don't too much like the 3D adventure ones. I like the plat- you know, the side-scrolling platforming ones. And it really took... I really feel like that Sonic took platforming games to another level at the time. Because it was different. You know, you had this... Basically, you were a blue ball running around going as fast as you can trying to you know get through the stage but you also had secrets to each part of the stages and i think that made it creative and it was something different at the time because really the only thing you had to compare it to at the time was mario and that's where i think that it gave it its strengths is because it played something different than mario that's exactly my point is that it played something different than mario in time you're talking about it transcends time i'll give you a perfect example of what sonic is to the video game world how many people out there listening I have heard of Elvis Presley every single person out there but when's the last time you rocked out to some Elvis you don't never listen to his songs because they're not that good <laughs> but at the time when he came out it was the rock and roll thing he's doing the hip shake on Johnny Carson or whatever show it was you know it was a big deal that this is the new thing just like the night and Mario was slow and jumping around real sh- taking your time a pixel perfect platforming when Sonic as they say the blue dude with the 90s dude just showed up on the scene and that's what everybody's into oh this dude's rowdy uh, kids are you know this is an adult teenager system he's cool like me that's all that is and I agree with that part of it and I, like I said I'm not saying Sonic's not an iconic character but it's where he came out at the time if you strip all that away and take Sonic as a video game period it's not going to be as good. Sonic 1. Okay, so just, just clarify. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 1 only. The very first one that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I say, and the reason I say that, emphasize that, I remember 2 being a little bit more enjoyable, 3, blah, blah. And I never really played a whole lot of other ones. But another point, how many Sonic games are crushing the charts nowadays? Not very many. Hardly any. Oh, that's all, but that's that's uh, that's also to the point of the fact of what happened to Sega. 
that 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 goes to the point of okay, Sega made some missteps when they started developing their later consoles. You know, Son- they still still game developers. They still yeah, but they're not, Sonic. yeah, but it's not it's not as good. It's not the same no, no, because, now, because because now because <laughs> now you have Sonic on Nintendo and it's not it's not the same. Head, I know, but to me, I knew it is like oh, it's not on this on Nintendo. It's wrong. I see it yeah. every time I'm looking at Smash Bros. It's but like, uh, they're not. I think, pl- Sonic, I, mean, I think Nintendo made Sonic a little bit of a weaker character on Smash Bros. on purpose, just to say, "See, we got you, man." Uh huh. <laughs> but my point is, is there still is Sonic's still a good game? I mean, just for the fact of um, it came out at the same time as like Mario and everything is is not is not to me is not a super relative uh, rel- relative point because it was a great game for what if you look at it if you take it and just like you're talking about because you're talking about stripping it all out and everything take it and take it and pull it away from the time just take it and pull it away from the time and look at the game I know you you don't like loose controls so you so, so you're gonna have a negative look on it anyway but when you're looking at this game as a game it's got a to me it's got a compelling character because sonic does have a good story to him and then you have a good villain which he was a pain to kill but you have dr eggman there and it was a lot of fun and i really think that it was a altogether a good game oh yeah the character is super iconic i'm not like i said i'm not saying the game is not good i'm saying it's completely overrated though um and so, but the reason is, so absolutely it's relevant that Mario and all that was going on. This is the game that Sega was only controlled, was Nintendo controlled, and I'm, I'm going off my memory here, 93% of the market at the time. Somewhere around, over 90% of the market. Sega came out with the pack-in game Altered Beast, which is an arcade port, mm-hmm. which they did a great job with, but it just still never clinged on. So everybody had an icon. You know, Disney has Mickey, Mario for uh, Nintendo, um, you know, you, you know, everybody has Xbox has you know Master Chief, whatever. Mm-hmm. All these different people. It's just kind of how you do it. So Sonic they, and uh, uh, Sega at the time had Alex Kidd, and so they came. They wanted to come up with a new mascot. Everybody came up. Sega of, of Japan was like, we're gonna come up with a new mascot. This guy developed a little hedgehog. They came out, which is just kind of funny. This is for your first stuff. The the first Sonic that came out, uh, not the game, but the first drawings that they were gonna release to America. Sonic had fangs. So mm-hmm. they of course removed that. He had a girl that he was carrying around that looked just like Princess Peach in like a red dress named Madonna, and he was also in a rock band. So they're trying to show you, look, this is an adult type of video game. So that's when all the teenagers and people that grew up with uh, Sega clinged onto this game. Okay, so uh, so it's obvious that they're going for this stark contrast to what we know as video games at the time. So obviously, if you're going to go as a contrast, it does matter what you're contrasting against. Um, so that, that was very relevant at the time. Um, but let me just t- tell you why. Say as I strip this all that away, uh, and I played it again. I played it again before this uh, review, and I was gonna try to get far, but I just I couldn't take it, man. So like, uh, <laughs> the, the controls are extremely slippery, and. Uh, you know, you'll push to go move over. It takes him, you know, half a second, a second to five, before he finally starts going. He goes so fast, you don't know what you're doing, which is fine if that's the way the game is supposed to be played. The first level, perfectly fine for that. Second level, you will die because you'll fall into holes and all this if you just try to go blindly fast as you can um, for the first time. If you jump and you're not on a flat surface, whichever angle you're on, he's going to fly backwards. He's going to, you can't run up a hill. 
Uh, he's going to slow down. He's going to start, you know, you got to jump over it. And, he, and you're on a platformer that you have uh, automatic death pits. You have death spikes. This needs to be pixel, pixel perfect jumping and stuff. If a platformer that's going to require that type of precision, it needs to be pixel perfect. And if I don't have the control, that's what threw it. That's what throws it away from me. That's the only reason. The first level's fun. Um, I think I think Sonic Two. Reason I and I hadn't played Sonic Two in a deck over two decades, but I remember. I think they kind of played more on that. We're just going fast and just kind of kind of blast through the level like at a casino level. Bing, 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 you're bouncing around. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, you know. But they. Your first first stage, you're zooming through it. Second stage, you're kind of creeping through it. And then the very, after you kill Dr. Robotnik on the third stage, the next stage, you're like pushing blocks and you're going to slow down. It's completely different than running speed through the through the stage. So that's kind of what throws me off about the game. Music's great. The iconic character is iconic, no doubt. And I love the story. I think the story's great. It's fun, cartoon, and little animals get turned into robots and he's trying to save them. It's pretty cool. But yeah, so controls ruin it for me, man. That's the see, bottom line. See, I, I really like the control in it because it was a simplistic control. One button to yeah. your jump, to your jumps, attacks, everything, and then you have your direction to go to go your different ways. I loved that. Very simplistic. So it took for for a very beginning gamer. It's great because it takes a lot of the complexities in games, especially now. It takes a lot of complexities out and says, hey, this one button does everything you needed to do. Here's your directions. Go for it. And to me, I actually like the loose controls in this game. Now, I won't say that I like loose controls in other games, but in this game it fits because you got to think about it. Sonic is fast. The if slippery he, controls, loose and slippery. Yeah, so if, 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 if he's running and he has to stop, he doesn't just automatically stop. He slides to his stop. You know, you just like it takes him a minute to warm up to get going. It, it takes yeah. that little bit of second. So it fits with the game. You know, I don't... I don't say that I like, I've never really liked loose controls on any other game but this game, but it's just the way that it was designed, it fits and blends into it. And yeah, if you do go blindly into some stages and just think that you can haul tail through it, you're going to die. But if you know the stages, you can actually power through and speed through them. Because I remember many a times in the second stage, flying through it and just going through, zipping right through. But that's because, only the first three stages. Well, what's co- what's cool about the game is is all stages have multiple levels. It's not like a platformer like Mario where you're basically running through the stage and you've just got your normal jumps and everything and you can't go from this different angle here they literally have if you look at the stages when you start playing through them you've got okay i can come down here to go through the loops to go all the way across the stage or i can go through the mid level of it or i can go through the upper level of it it's a really cool platform thing it's like they took the the landscape and made several different levels on that one board going across and I liked that because if you fell, you could possibly fall into one of those other level parts and get through the stage. You bust through a wall, you can get through, you know, through there. You can drill through the ground, you can drill through different points and get to different places. The part of climbing up, you know, some of the angles. Yes, I agree. If you're not running, you're gonna. It's yeah, gonna be it hard to clean to, to climb up it. But if you're running like Sonic's supposed to be, because he's supposed to be fast, you're supposed to be moving fast. You get through it easier. You know, you have to use the character's strengths to the play the board, and you know, don't run he, too fast because then you might run into <laughs> a hole. 
Oh, it's so I perfect. And then they'll throw a spring and push you back, which I think true. is great. I mean, they, but I mean, it's I mean, just I mean they do that, and I, and I think it, I think it's fun <laughs> and it's frustrating. But you know, it's also too. It's like okay, let me see if I can use the spring to bounce over here to a back part of the stage that I didn't get my rings from, and then keep on going. I mean, that's something that's fun about it is is you can go through back parts of the stage that you've already passed to pick up rings. Because the more rings you have, the more damage you can take, the more things that you don't die from. Because that's something that I did like about it is, is in most of the pits, you have spikes. As long as you have rings, you hit the spikes, you lose your rings, you're still alive. You're fine to go. You just pick up your ring. You try to pick up some of the rings you've dropped and keep on going. As long as you have rings, you won't die with the exception of there are some insta-kill holes, I think. I can't remember because yeah, it's been a, been a little while since I played I it. Fell in, I died. All my men died on the second part of this yeah. second so, stage. So, so it's like, you know, as long as you're getting those rings, you're good to go. And I liked it, too, because it, it also introduced the checkpoints in this game. You know, you've got checkpoints throughout the stages. You clip the little but you clip a little light post and you've got a checkpoint now you die you're going to start right back there and start starting all the way at the beginning of the stage so i really like that about the game you have a visible marker for your checkpoints so i like the uh so what you're saying about going through and you gotta you gotta memorize kind of where the best place is to jump and move real fast no i dig that on the but that's only on the first three stages next you're going underground in a labyrinth the very next stage and then uh, the stage after that, it's a little bit more running, but it's still, it's not as, like the first three. And then the, the other one the, that always kind of, we, we both kind of got stuck on for a while was the Labyrinth Zone where you're underwater. Those yeah. are, you have to go, you have, and you got to stop and wait for a bubble. So Sonic ain't running, you know, but you still got the crappy slippery controls to try to make these precision jumps. There's one little <laughs> green little block that's floating across the lava. And you got to jump on it perfectly. You got to then you got to jump up on this other part and wait for the block to go under, then fall on it. I mean, I, f I, f I landed on it and rolled off the side. It's like, dude, this has got to be pixel perfect. If it, this, I mean, it's like you know. But see, here's the difference. We, you know, you grew up with the Sega. I did the Mega Man's. I did, and you didn't like Mega Man controls, though. I the did NES not. It's just, yeah. And see, that's that's those controls what make the game in terms of uh, the platforming, and um, and so you know, and I grew up with Mario and that kind of thing. And Mario doesn't stop either. He takes an extra step. But but anyway, so yeah, so Sonic's supposed to zoom through. And like I said, if I, if I remember correctly, but I remember you had all the Sonics. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I, I, I enjoy the, the other ones. And I think people, either people say Sonic 2 is the best Sonic game or Sonic CD. They say yeah, one of those two are always, it's usually somebody's in one of those camps. You're looking at one of those two. Sonic, you know, Sonic 1 was the, basically the, the start of it. I mean, it's just like Super Mario Brothers. I mean, I don't go back and say that Super Mario Brothers was the greatest. It was the starting point. I like Super Mario Brothers 3 a heck of a lot better than Super Mario Brothers. I mean, yeah. it just was, to me, it was more fun. You know, you had more things to do. And it's the same way with this one. You know, they put out Sonic. It was just, it was a game they put out. They tried some things in it. And yeah, I agree. Some of the stages in the first Sonic, it they do... They do stink. They're a bit of a pain because you're supposed to have Sonic moving fast. And like you said, you hit those little areas where you're not moving fast and it makes it tough. But it made it tough. And that's that's how I feel is it made it tough and it gave me a challenge in that in that game. Because it's still when I'm jumping from edge to edge. See, that's the thing that I didn't like about Mega Man is you're taking your time, you know, just for comparison. You're taking your time on an edge to get right there on the next pixel and then jump from that pixel to go over. 
I'm too impatient. And with Sonic, I didn't have to wait on that pixel. I just take off running and I know that I push my jump as soon as I can get to that edge and I can possibly make it to the other, to the other <laughs> side. And so I'm thinking of like that. And when I go to try to play Mega Man, I'm doing the same thing and I jump too early or I jump too late or I, you know, it's not right. You know, Mega Man's one of those games where you literally could just walk to the edge, press your over just a few times and like, okay, yeah, I'm right there at the perfect pixel. Let me make my jump. You know, and I get that. A lot of people like that type of game. But for me, playing Sonic, I'm like, I, I, I want to be able to just have that flow. I feel like it has more of a flow to it. It's more of, you know, it's it's like thinking about, I, I don't know, I start thinking about my music background whenever I think of this. You know, you've got songs that are very rigid in their structure. That's like your Mega Man's. And then you have your songs that just kind of flow. It kind of go in and out of different type of music styles and different types Crescendo. of... Exactly. You have those flows back and forth. And that's how I feel like Sonic is. It has its flow back and forth. And it's it wants to be just a flowing. Musical masterpiece. <laughs> it's just flowing back and forth. And that, that's how I feel like Sonic is. It's one of those games that flows back and forth. Um, I love, and it's so funny because like he, the people call him Dr. Robotnik and Dr. Eggman. He, you know, he's got several names and Dr. Eggman is, you know, the, the, everybody finally corrects everybody. And it's, it's Dr. Eggman. And so <laughs> I like the character. He's very odd looking, you know, he's very, um, I don't know. I'm thinking of stupid stuff, but like if, it, if it's too, <laughs> So if you look at it, just Egg Man. But when you put yeah. it together, all of a sudden it becomes Eggman. Eggman. <laughs> but that's yeah. what it is. It's not Eggman. It's Eggman. And so, like, <laughs> I like I like the character, but he's like this. Just he, he's very geometrical shaped. You know, he looks like an egg. Round, he's, he has a round body, a round head with you know crazy mustache. He's posted it like a long Theodore Roosevelt. Is he really his idea? Yeah, that's because somebody because when they did the the contest to design the Sonic, somebody came up with the Theodore Roosevelt type of character. <laughs> yeah, great, that'll be our mascot. But they used him and in, in that. Yeah. But so. Egg, Eggman has a has some great you know characteristics to him. You know, he's a fun little boss. You know, I like when he's floating around in his little um the, his little ship drops <laughs> down the ball that you have to dodge and try to hit him and everything. He's got some fun characteristics with him and he is a challenging character to fight. You know, that that's what I liked about him. So, so I did like the rings. I thought that was unique and a pretty cool way to do it. Um, you get all the rings. It's, it's, it serves a bunch of, it serves several purposes. Obviously the more you have, the more likely that you'll pick up more after you get hit. And so, and also the more you have, the cooler it is to get hit. Oh yeah, it's like boosh, and they just spread out all over, and uh, so that was really cool. I think that was a great idea. Whoever came up with that idea for their to how to kind of determine his life, so to speak, um, I thought that was really cool. And then if you have so many rings, when you go across the sign, that big ring will appear. Mm-hmm. You remember, and you have to jump in there yep. and you go to the emerald. Uh, what are they called? I forget the the emerald zones. What are they called? Oh man. I can't believe I don't remember that. I, I don't. That's the one thing I, I was, I'm trying to remember that, and it's just but you, you have to get all of them. I think there's five of them to get the true ending. And so mm-hmm. then once you do that, you jump through the uh, through the uh, big ring at the end. I think you got to have a certain amount of you do have to have a certain amount of rings for that thing to appear. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go to this little bonus stage, and that thing is hard too, man. Yes, it I, is. I tried to do them now, and I'm like, God, I can't. And again, it's back to the controls, but um, you can't tell. You gotta fall down this certain, you know, it's just a spinning room. So it's like a top-down view, 
and you're spinning and then you fall through whichever path you think is the right one, well, if it's an exit, you're done. You're out. And you're not going to get it. And uh, I can't, that's right on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember what they're called. What are they? Emerald stones? Uh, yeah, it's, it's emeralds. Let's see. I'm, I'm getting here right here. Uh, Sacred emeralds. The Chaos Emerald. Uh, so basically it's when Silent reaches the end of Act 1 or Act 2 of the zones. He's got to be holding at least 50 rings. A large ring appears, which he can jump and enter special stage. In the special stages, Sonic continually, continually curled up in his spin attack animation and bounces off bumpers and walls of fully of a fully rotating maze. In these levels, the players the, the player earns a continue with each 50 rings collected, but the main goal is to obtain the Chaos Emerald hidden within the maze. Colliding with any of the blocks marked gold will instantly end the level, and that's what makes the challenge is because you're in the little, you're you're just yep. a little ball bouncing around, yep. and you 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 don't have great. I mean, I hate to say you don't have great control, but you don't have great control because it's the slippery controls, and you have to navigate through there without hitting those, you know, basically yep. the exits. So yeah, um, so you get those, and then you, I had never gotten. And I think you get to be a different type of Sonic to play the game again if you get them all too so like a supersonic but sonic obviously then just while we're think, thinking about it the name because it's supersonic kind of uh sonic you supposed to, they wanted a guy that moves fast the, the character sega did so fast is the speed of sound sonic etc so that's where they got the name from so supersonic yeah. is when you get all the chaos emeralds and i never did that I didn't I've actually <laughs> never seen that. I didn't even looked it up. On the, on a, I looked up a playthrough through it because I couldn't get past the second stage. I was just like, I don't have the patience to do this. <laughs> I was playing on the Xbox 360, uh, the Sega Collection. Um, yeah. But this game did come out in 1991. And uh, I think it was June or July, uh, 91. So it was like 10 years old, man. That's... Uh, June 23rd of 1991. June. Okay, yeah. And so... So that early in the in the deal, so we're all still learning about um, learning about uh, video games. And Sega came out with the first 16-bit console. They did have a PC engine, which is known as a TurboGrafx-16, which is not really 16-bit. And it came out right after um, Mario Three came out. And so and so here's so let me just go ahead and, and admit something: the, the kind of the flaw in my logic of being of uh, the Sonic one being the most overrated game. So as we were talking about it, I, I even kind of pointed out that Sonic 2 or Sonic CD is considered one of the, either one of those two are the greatest Sonic games. And I don't really remember hearing anybody saying Sonic 1 is the greatest, mm-hmm. right? So it's just Sonic, period. Yeah. You know, and so um, while that is true and could be seen as a flaw in my logic, however, they did make a Sonic 2 and everybody bought it. So people enjoyed Sonic One uh, for for what it was. So, uh, but like I said, I don't think it's a bad game. I don't think it's, but I think it's just uh, it's hard to play now. I don't think it's you know I don't know it's sitting the test of time. I don't think it stood up back then because I had the same problems with it playing it now that I did back then. I had to stro- every time. I'd always borrow your Sega and borrow Sonic and go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to see how far <laughs> I can get. I'm dead serious, and it all came back. And every time I play Sonic, I think of you, dude. <laughs> I do. I think it because you were the Sega guy. You had all the Sonics, and I was like, I'm going to get this game, and I'm going to borrow it, and I'm going to seriously sit down and try to get as far as I can, try to finish it. It's a platformer. Platformers are not that hard. And um, 
I'd always get to the same place and I'm just like struggling to make myself finish it. It's really like the second or third stage. Mm-hmm. The first stage is like, cool, yes, yeah, is great. And then the second or third, I'm like, oh, dude, this is this is difficult to play. But I thought I only got through the fourth stage with the, with the water, but then I saw the playthrough and saw the fifth stage where Dr. Robotnik's flying around at the top and he has mm-hmm. these little... Um, Got like a little seesaws and they'll drop a little spike ball that blows up and you got to jump and launch it in the air to hit him. I remember that. Yeah. So I think I got to about the last stage eventually, but I've never finished the game. So I finished the game several times. I mean, of course, playing it all the time. I got, you know, that was one of my games that I was really good at. Finished it several times, but I never did get all of the Chaos Emeralds. So you, um, when you finish the game, you've got two different endings. You've got the ending that you, when you get all the Chaos Emeralds, which I've never looked up the ending because I've never gotten all the Chaos Emeralds and I never saw it, or you see Dr. Robotnik standing there, standing there still alive, taunting you with the whichever Chaos Emeralds you didn't get. Most of the time going through the game, I'd get a couple of the Chaos Emeralds, but yeah. I wouldn't get all six of them. And so it, it kind of, you know, it, it hurts when you go back and look and say, oh man, there was another ending that I could have seen if I would have gone that gone, gone and got all the chaos emeralds, but it is tough to get those things. Yeah. And if you miss one, that's it. You know, you've got Act One and Act Two. You've got two chances to get the chaos emeralds because there's six stages, so you got two chances each time. Um, yeah, so out of all six acts. total. So you got yeah, there's you can six miss. yeah, there's six chaos emeralds. So and there's six total stages. There's yeah, three acts per stage. Mm-hmm. So you get maybe one. I mean, it's, it's not. You know, it's, not some of these stages, it's not impossible. It's not impossible, but it's tough. <laughs> yeah. So here's what I uh, just wanted to kind of talk about here too. It really kind of was cool. So as I'm going back and watching a playthrough, I click on one by Doctor Fat Body, <laughs> who's doing this. <laughs> who's like a professional Sonic player, and he's doing this thing for to like raise money for cancer, and he's got a crowd. Uh, it's really cool. And so. Um, this part, though, man, is something to be said that we'll never see again, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on modern games. But the, you got to keep in mind there were no patches. The yep. way the game came out is the way the game was. So, of course, there's glitches all over the game. But Dr. Fatbody, he mm-hmm. knows how to utilize these glitches to try to get the fastest time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he, and they're hard to do. It's got to be pixel perfect. Like we're talking about. And they, they, a lot of times it's where the uh, um, platform is, um, let's see, like kind of moving up and down. And if it's going to have a wall beside it, and if you can get them on the final pixel and then push up, it always causes some type of glitch and you can, it'll throw you through the whole stage. Mm-hmm. So like every stage has that. <laughs> I oh, mean, it's gosh. crazy. Like, I mean, 80% of the stages have that, but you still have to be good enough to do it and obviously you got to do it fast if you're going for a speed run um but that was the beauty about these old games is that like us like we were just saying you buy a game if it was if you found if they just happened to find a brand new one in the box it's the exact same game that you had when you very first played it um or when you bought it back in 91 you know it's not changed Mm -hmm. and so um well, I mean, no I mean, speaking of that, I mean, that's, I mean, um, a link to the past. I saw somebody speed run that. They beat it in five minutes. There's, yeah. a, there's a glitch to it that you can beat it at the beginning with only three hearts and go straight to Ganon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I saw that glitch. There's so many of those out there, 
It's crazy, and that that's that, that I guess that's the beauty of gaming back then. <laughs> well, Stephen, it's what you're saying. Like these speed runners, these professional players, it, you can't just run and make the perfect jumps. You have to know these know these things, and I'm sure that Griff, you know, like he said, his uh, the world record holder on a lot of Monster Hunter stuff was saying on our Monster Hunter podcast that they all kind of work together. They share mm-hmm. tricks. And um, and so they, they kind of learn these glitches. Then you got to practice those glitches. And then you got to execute during the playthrough. Well, it's and he just, did his... It's just like in one of his videos. He's like, you see these scratch marks on the ground? you got to stand yeah. right here at this point of the scratch mark to start doing these attacks. I mean, they're yeah. precise. They, they they rely on precision to do, to do these speed runs. And so you looked at uh, Dr. Fatbody's playthrough, which is very fun to watch. And people were cheering. Every time he do a good glitch, everybody's like, yeah! You know, and it was just like watching a sporting event. It's like somebody catching a big pass in football. You know, when he <laughs> nails it the first try, boom! Everybody's just cheering. Um, really cool. Uh, he finished it in two, 20 minutes, 34 seconds. But the world record holder is Tenebra 101. You can go look it up on YouTube. It's two years ago. That, that fat body thing, it was at least uploaded three weeks ago. It looked real new. Um, Tenebra, uh, Tenebra 101 was uploaded two years ago, and that's the current world record: 16 minutes, 43 seconds, and 40, uh, 43.45 wow. seconds. But um, he did those glitches too, and he crushed them. And there's a couple times he messed up, but it is like a Dr. Fatbody admitted that that's a pretty much just near as perfect run as anybody could do. He probably wasted eight seconds, but just like wow. Rick was saying. Uh, you know, 16 minutes, 43 seconds is not that much time. If you mess up, man, yeah, go back and do it again. You could probably, you know, you give yourself a couple hours, you can run through it four or five times, mm-hmm. right? So it's not as crazy. You know, that kind of stuff would just drive me up the wall if I just barely missed mm-hmm. something. Like, oh my gosh, I could have done better and I just wouldn't be able to finish. Oh, yeah. It's world records. It's just too, too uh, anal, man. Well, it's you too know, much it's just pressure, like it, it feels like. I mean, it's just like. It's just got to be perfect. I know. You got you to have those precise hits and it's just like. Oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm not a precise gamer. I like playing it, having fun, and enjoying it. And so, like, trying to do world records exactly just yeah. doesn't have any appeal to me because it's <laughs> like I know it just talking to Grifted about um, how, how to do that, watching these people, how much time they devote into doing these world records. And I'm like, what are you getting out of it? Yeah. I mean, notoriety. Yeah. I'm the one that did that. I mean, it's cool to say, you know, but I mean, it's just, and, and you know, I give grifted, and, and I don't want to knock grifted and any of the other world records for their for their accomplishments. That's they're pretty awesome. It's it's amazing that you're able to dedicate that time to do it. I'm just that's just not me. It's not, I'm not that gamer. So and see, that's what's interesting interesting about uh, grifted. That's what I was trying to get at. And I'm trying to get him on another one. Um, the Yakuza one, but I hadn't played it in forever. He hadn't played it in forever. So I'm like, hey, I don't know what we're going to do, but um, you know, what type of, you know, person does these world records, you know, was this guy always one of these type of guys that had to be the best at everything he did, you know, that kind of thing. So I kind of tried to hit on that on the monster hunter podcast. And he said, you know, he never did that for any of the other ones, but he said he was trying to do one for mega man or some, some of these type mm-hmm. of eight bit, kind of comparable to uh, Sonic where someone takes 15 minutes or so to go through but but um, but anyway yeah so that's kind of where I sit on Sonic dude um, I said like I said the overall uh, you know decent game but uh, in, the, in the character and all that super cool you know I get it uh, and I see why he's he's stuck in time here as one of the 
you know, will live on forever. In fact, they said the, the time when Sonic was popular back in 91, 92, more kids recognize Sonic the Hedgehog than Mickey Mouse. So, dude, you have a uh, you character had some huge pull right there. If, you're, if <laughs> so, your characters recognize more than Mickey Mouse at any time frame, because Mickey Mouse, from the time oh, yeah, he hit the scene, it was just it was oh, that's Mickey Mouse. Everybody knew it, you know. And to say that you had something that was more recognized than Mickey Mouse, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, but anyway. Um, that's pretty much all I got to say about Sonic, man. You got anything else to add? I mean, the only thing I'm going to say is, I mean, just to throw my opposing view out there, because, I mean, I really I know this feel... this is almost a fan versus hater. But... It really is. It really, really is a fan <laughs> versus hater. But, I mean, Sonic's one of my all-time favorites. I mean, it's going to it's gonna rank there for me just because I have so much memories about it. It's one of the games that I could actually say and look at Hollywood and say, hey, I can beat you on this game, you know? And it's just, it's one, it's one, of, the, it's one of those things that it's like, hey, I'm good at this game, you know? This is one of my favorites because I, it, it just fit, it just fit my play style. And my play style is to have that, you know, I do like, I do like the loose control in this game. I like how it fit. It just, I was able to lose myself in the game and have fun with it and just, it, yeah, it, it'll always sit there as one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, let me see here real quick. I wanted to mention this. So we're, we've kind of sent out all the, um, all of the, uh, you sent out all the rewards yeah. for the contest winners. Exactly. Yeah. We haven't we've mentioned gotten some of that. pictures back. And dude, I just got to call this out, man. That Matt Gray and T- Anthony Diastello picture looks yes, that looks sick, so dude. awesome. It, There's it just awesome something pick. about that picture. We're gonna post these. We're all gonna these post pictures. Ho- hopefully, everybody. And thank will you, everybody, for yeah, yeah sending it so far. But man, I, I, this picture, dude, it, it just looks. I mean, the way that they're dressed, and they, I don't know, I don't know how to say yeah. it. The snow in the <laughs> background. It looks like a. And so there was a there was an article in um, Rolling Stone a while back. I mean, probably twelve <laughs> years ago. I mean, this is what first thing it reminded me of. I yeah. said to my wife, I said, "Come check this picture out. Does this look cool or what?" And um, and I think that's Matt Gray. And I like the way yeah. Anthony just contrasts him. I mean, it's with mm-hmm. his outfits and stuff. But like Matt Gray, he reminds me of a dude from the uh, from the Rolling Stone. It was called uh, "Where Have All the Rock Stars Gone?" Was the title <laughs> of, the, of the thing, and um. It literally had pictures of a rock star, or and you had to decide if it was a rock star or a bartender. <laughs> you, know, looked at, you couldn't tell anymore. But anyway, but the article, like I said, is titled uh, "What? Ha- Where did all the rock stars go?" And so they had a picture of a guy. I don't know what band he was in, but it's black and white. Uh, it wasn't old, but it was a modern. He was dressed like the '80s, the hair band, uh, the hair and everything, and he was kind of like. Had his chin back, and he's kind of had that smile with two cigarettes, one in each nostril, <laughs> and he's just kind of being goofy with it. And he has that he has that look that Matt Gray has, man. He just he kind has of that like swagger. This, I don't it's care, it's, it's like, <laughs> you know. It looks awesome, uh, but dude, that, that is a that is a sick picture. Uh, I love yeah. that picture, man. That's one. Of, that's one of the favorite pic- my favorite picture that anybody's ever sent H and K right there. So props to you, man. Thanks for taking the time to yeah. do that. And we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna. I'm gonna make a collage of all the pictures and send them up. Or I might even just decide once I get get enough of them and start just you know putting them up. You know, you know, one at a time, just so that way we can honor all the people that won. Because I want to give them props for you know taking the time to tune in and and sending the picture. So, but yeah, that was awesome. That picture, man. When I saw that, I was <laughs> I like, like I'm looking oh my at gosh, right it's awesome. I gotta ask, I gotta ask. I'm gonna throw this out there. Hopefully, Anthony, when you listen to the podcast, you can answer this. 
did your sister take the picture for you? Because I know the picture when you won on, on another contest that we had back a while back when we had the Mega Man pop that you won from me, you, your sister took a picture for you and she's kind of like a, you know, a, you know, amateur photographer. I just want to know, did she take that picture for you? You got to answer us <laughs> it and looks, let us know. Cause it, it's a great looking picture, man. It's it awesome. Looks old. It looks and, like it's got a, the colors kind of like faded on it. Or it's, something. It's, it's really, it's, it's done really well. It's like, man, there's some artistic, there's some artistic styling in this, you know, it's, it's, it's a great picture. And if she, and if she did this picture for you and did that styling again like that, dude, go, go, go show this picture off and let's sit, let's try to get her some, just some work for that. Cause she's got some skill, man. All right. Well, cool. Uh, appreciate everybody listening and uh, let us know what you think about Sonic because it'll be interesting. A lot of folks were saying, and I thought about that when I did the, my, one of my 12 days things was like, is Sonic good or, or not? And I was going to kind of emphasize yeah. some of this until the kids walked in. But anyway, uh, that's kind of what I was going with that. But that's what I said. Do we got to do a Sonic game? Definitely. We got to show Sega some more love. Uh, a lot of mad respect for Streets of Rage series after we did that one that I did not know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to do these. I'm learning about this too. I'm more of an, like I've said, Nintendo guy. So most of the Nintendo stuff does kind of come off the top of my head. If it's if I'm kind of uh, lax on a game, I just read, watch a review or something. It all comes back. But Sega, I'm learning. So uh, it's a lot of more. It's a lot of fun. I'm gonna throw this gauntlet down at Hollywood right now. Oh. He's got to. He's got to go and play Toe Jam and Earl. Um, panic on Funkatron. Play it all the way through, and we're gonna do a review on that one. And that should be our next. That should be our next Sega game because I love that game. That's one of my absolute favorites. It's one of my absolute favorite. It's just hilarious, and I think that would be another good one to do. So I'm gonna throw it down for them, and hopefully within the next month we can play that one and have that one as 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 a podcast coming up soon, and kind of do this to kind of do this Sega give Sega some love this year. Right on. Well, take care, everybody. Take it easy.